Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hello, welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstadter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate, and I'm here with associate editor Chris Goudreau. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. Chris wrote this week's cover story, Youth Activists in the Valley Make Their Voices Heard. Chris, you spoke with a handful of local young activists, mostly teen activists, kind of inspired by Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg, who testified before the United States Congress, as well as the United Nations, talking about climate change. And there were the, the Stoneman Douglas High School Parkland in Parkland, Florida, those teens who have become who have become gun control advocates uh, following the school shooting at their high school. Um, talk to me about uh, your approach to this story and how you went about finding some of these young activists here in the Valley. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, um, uh, definitely uh, Greta Thunberg and uh, uh, several of the uh, the teen uh, advocates uh, for uh, more rigid gun control were an inspiration, but also... Um, uh, a previous story I had worked on, a uh, cover story for The Advocate called uh, Sarno and No Show. And uh, a lot of the teens in, teens in Springfield were organizing mayoral forums. And that got me thinking that um, uh, there's probably a bunch of more youth activists out there who, who are doing really extraordinary things. And I, I thought it'd be really a uh, great story to, to highlight those, those individuals. Um, I, I re- basically reached out to different um, activist groups and asked, like, are there any teens involved with your organization who are doing some great work? And um, so uh, I first connected with, uh, with the Pioneer Valley Project, uh, specifically with a, a woman named uh, Mana Dodd. Uh, uh, she's 19 years old. And has been involved with uh, pro- pro- protesting gun violence in the city of Springfield and, and elsewhere um, since this February. Um, and uh, the reason she got involved was really personal in the fact that her 20-year-old cousin uh, was killed by a handgun. Um, he lives in Washington State, but it's it's still a really personal issue that affects uh, people everywhere. So... Um, that's how she got involved. And some of the others, I just reached out to different uh, groups uh, across uh, Hamden, Hampshire, and Frank- Franklin County, and uh, uh, were able to make those connections. Yeah, talk a bit more about about Mana Dodd. Um, she was saying she told you that these personal individual shootings can be just as painful as the mass shootings that make the national news. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, what she was saying is that um, a tragedy is a tragedy regardless of how many lives are lost. Like, the death of one person really impacts um, a family. I mean, uh, grief is grief, essentially. And so what has she been organizing on behalf of? I I know that there have been a couple of protests outside of gun manufacturer Smith & Wesson in Springfield. Essentially, uh, what she and other youth activists, and as, as well as the rest of the Pioneer Valley Project and uh, some religious leaders in the community are trying to do is they want to sit down and have a conversation with the company CEO, uh, P. James Debney, 
And uh, they've been doing this for over a year, um, on and off, staging protests across the street from the headquarters. And thus far, there's been no word from Smith & Wesson nor uh, its CEO. Um, so I, I wanted to ask her, too, uh, whether she thought that was frustrating. And um, she had a really, uh, I think, good response in the fact that she's not she, she didn't want to give up because this is uh this like the more they continue to do this the the more pressure they put on um the company and um maybe it would result in having a conversation about this a frank dis- dis- discussion on what result the results of uh gun violence are which is someone is either injured or dies she's she's young she's 19 years old she has an interesting life story herself having come uh, from Africa, um, and uh, and she has her own goals uh, going forward. Maybe we could talk about a bit about her life. Yeah, um, she was uh, born in the uh, a refugee refugee complex in Kenya, and uh, her parents fled uh, Somalia during the uh, Somali Civil War in 1990. And uh, she has several uh, many uh, many uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, <laughs> Basically, they range in age from I think one to twenty-one years old, and uh, she she essentially has five brothers and three sisters, and um, so she's a first-generation American. And uh, when she came to Springfield, uh, she felt very welcomed by the community there, um, and wasn't treated as someone who was an other. Um, and, um, you know, uh, she, she has this kind of, she described it as like sort of the balancing act between her cultural roots, um, in Somali, uh, in the Somali, uh, Bantu community, which is a subset, uh, group of, uh, people, uh, uh, living in Somalia. Um, and then, um, just being a regular American teenager. And so she kind of had, wears, wears both of those, those hats, so to speak. Um, and, uh, she's also advocating for, um, her specific culture in the community of Springfield. And they have, uh, a community group based around the Somali, uh, Bantu community. And a lot of that is just trying to raise more awareness that this group exists, this, this, uh, smaller subset of, uh, Somali people and culture, uh, exists in the city of Springfield. And that was part of the activism that you had reported on previously regarding Mayor Sarno and not ha- showing up to some of these mayoral forums that were uh, there for the upcoming election. There was a little bit of humor associated with uh, their uh, forum and their their in. In fact, protest of Sarno not being there. We could talk about that. Yeah, um, uh, one of the 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 kind of uh, great ironies of the mayoral forum was uh, uh, Mayor Sarno couldn't show, uh, uh, unfortunately. So uh, they had a lot of questions for the the incumbent mayor, and uh, so they asked uh, those questions to an empty chair in the sound of crickets. <laughs> they had the sound of crickets playing. Uh, for the mayor who wouldn't show up for their their mayoral forum, um, let's move let's move over up to Hampshire County, where you spoke to Kala Garrido, 
who's a 15-year-old sophomore, Hampshire Regional High School, who's a climate activist. Yeah, she's a pretty recent climate activist uh, as of this year. Um, and uh, she uh, participated in the uh, September 20th youth climate strike in Boston and was actually uh, one of the Western Mass organizers. She's involved with several different um, ac uh, activist groups related to climate change, but uh, one notable one is Sunrise Northampton. Um, and um, she's uh, really advocating, she and her organization are advocating for uh, uh, a bill in Massachusetts as far as uh, Green New Deal initiatives go. And this is uh, a bill uh, that's been filed by State Rep Jennifer uh, Benson from uh, Lundenburg, Mass, uh, H28. One, uh, one zero, sorry. <laughs> and um, it basically creates a, a, a tax on carbon and that rate increases $5. It's, it's, it starts at $20 per, per uh, ton of uh, carbon produced by companies and that increases incrementally uh, $5 every year for 40, uh, until it reaches $40 per ton of carbon. And a lot of that, that, that money would go back to residents of the commonwealth and invest in a lot of green initiatives and infrastructure and uh kind of get the the uh, state moving towards a sustainable future you said that she was a relatively newcomer to activism and you describe in your piece an awakening moment she has maybe you could talk about her her entree into activism yeah um for her uh seeing a 16 year old uh swedish climate activist uh, greta thunberg uh was really inspiring to her uh she also par uh, participated in the women's march a couple years ago and uh she said it basically uh showed that she had her own voice and that um she could be involved in in uh activist groups and and uh kind of propel that voice forward. Now, Mona Dowd, you have in your piece that she's at uh, Springfield Technical and in a nursing program on her way to becoming a neurosurgeon, she hopes. Uh, Kala Garrido has another uh, another aspiration. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kala wants to become president. Uh, that's been a dream of hers since uh, she was... Uh, uh, a young child, she said, um, and but uh, but if 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 president pan doesn't pan out, uh, she's got a, a couple other things she'd like to do, whether that be in education or as a school uh, psychologist or, or even a social worker. Um, but uh, she has big ambitions, and uh, uh, I think one shouldn't easily dismiss such big ambitions. You spoke to one other person, Timothy Rivers of Greenfield, who just turned 20, and he has a very specific aspect of activism that he's working on based out of his own life experience. Yeah, uh, Timothy Rivers was really great to speak with. Um, he, uh, he, his activism was really born out of his real-life experiences as uh, a teen who was homeless on and off. I mean, uh, his family... Uh, was homeless, living in various places, whether there was a car or just motels on and off for uh, several years. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he has that real lived experience of what 
how homeless people are treated, how people without homes uh, receive less compassion in society. And uh, he really wants to change that. And uh, Initially, uh, he uh, joined with uh, Community Action uh, for um, kind of hours towards his community service uh, because he's involved with uh, this uh, nonprofit, Dial Self, where he gets his housing. But he ended up going to most of the meetings and uh, eventually became part of the Youth Action Board and is a voting member up in Franklin County on this this board, which is uh, part of this greater three county commu- uh, three county continuum of care, and uh, they uh, basically community action and that continuum just got a federal uh, grant for I, I believe it's uh, uh, one point nine million dollars for two years, and that's that money is going to go directly towards helping solve homelessness in Franklin County and uh, specifically youth homelessness. Franklin County has been in the news recently based on homeless issues. Maybe you could talk a little bit about kind of what's been going on in Franklin County and and how that's been affecting community actions work. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of uh, things that have uh, gone on recently over the past uh, year or two uh, regarding uh, homeless people in in Greenfield uh, specifically. It, there was a camping that began uh, last summer in which uh, twenty people camped out on the common, um, and uh, that was closed in August of 2018 by Greenfield's Board of Health, um, and a lot of people were upset by that. And uh, there was a lot of protests about uh, whether that was a kind of fair decision. And I I think there was uh, protests on both ends, you know, people who didn't think it was appropriate uh, for people to be living on the common and then others who saw it as kind of the last refuge for people who needed just a a place to stay. Um, And... uh, not long after that, in January this year, um, there was actually a homeless couple, uh, Kathleen Grady and her partner Clayton Aaron Wheeler, um, who died of carbon monoxide poisoning uh, behind uh, McDonald's on the Mohawk Trail in Greenfield. And um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, publications that wrote about that that story spe- specifically. Uh, including the Greenfield Recorder, did an amazing piece and uh, got really to the heart of uh, how we as a society view people who are on the fringes, who who don't have a home. And uh, I think Timothy Rivers said it very eloquently. He said, frankly, as a community, we don't care enough. That's a sad truth. We're a very narcissistic society that's destroying itself. And, uh, you know, I, I think advocating for more compassion and for trying to solve this issue without placing blame on people, I think, is a really positive step towards, you know, ending homelessness. Because uh, it may seem like a daunting problem, but, like, all, th- all these problems that we exist, we create to some degree. 
Timothy Rivers shared with you that he identifies as pansexual, sort of a, a member of the LGBTQ uh, spectrum, and and um, and also as a youth voice, he is this kind of sits outside of the kind of the majority of people who are on these boards. And he spoke to you a little bit about kind of what having that different perspective offers to people. Yeah, uh, Timothy uh, basically uh, highlighted the fact that um, many of the uh, uh, LGBTQ community or uh, uh, gender sexual minorities are, as well as people of color, are disproportionately faced with homeless, specifically homeless, youth homeless. And uh, having a youth voice, uh, and especially the uh, people in those communities, those, those groupings of people, uh, is really invaluable because a lot of the times people who are making the decisions are older and uh, particularly white or, or straight. And... Uh, being able to to have you know a voice for communities that are often uh, don't have a voice is a really valuable valuable thing. And I guess one other question, sort of the flip side to that, is that Greta Thunberg and actually some of the folks that you spoke with said that there's a little bit of resentment being looked to as being the inspiration of some of these movements, particularly for climate change and youth activism. And it's not always fair to to ask the youth to to be the, that inspiration. And I, I think that's a great point. And when I, when I sought out uh, to write this piece and saw interviews, um, that was always in the back of my mind because there there was this narrative uh, for some reason uh, out there that uh, uh, the youth will save us. And uh, I think I think that's really. A, disingenuous way to go about like tackling these issues and uh, many of the people uh, specifically Carla Garrido who I spoke to said no like everyone should be part of this solution because it affects everyone and um, you know I, I'm sure the other uh, activists who I spoke with would probably agree with that. Youth activists in the Valley make their voices heard by Chris Goudreau. Thanks very much for speaking with me. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com.